When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. It's always good to be with you. Thanks for checking us out and making the connection this morning. There is so much great talent here in Nashville, just about everywhere you go, where they're playing music. And you're seeing people that are just incredible, incredible songwriters, gifted musicians. And every now and then, you run into a special one who is uh, has talent just beyond belief. Uh, God-given talent. Um, I, I dare even say like prodigy. Um, and uh, our guest today is is kind of like that. She has degrees in music and psychology. She's a, she's very, very uh, smart, but just very down to earth. Um, she has a passion for songwriting. And as a matter of fact, she's written four number one songs. And we're going to talk about that. A multi-instrumentalist, uh, a fantastic fiddle player who is an award-winning fiddle player. We're going to explore it all. And we're going to introduce you to Lacey Carpenter. Hi, Lacey. Hello. How are you? Good. Did I leave anything out? I don't think so. <laughs> that was, wow, incredible. <laughs> and you teach music too, I don't do. you? I teach music, uh, specifically songwriting and music history. As oh, in, I'm an ethnomusicologist. Do you know what? And I wanted to ask you about that. What is the ethnomusicologist? So is- yeah, musicology is the history of like westernized music. And we say uh-huh. westernized music, not like Western country music. Yes. It's actually, that's the classical form of okay. it. So like Bach and Beethoven, but ethno oh, is Bach. ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> is more like ethnic. And uh-huh. we think ethnic, oh, I'm not sure what that means. It's actually the anthropology of music. So we're taking wow. music from the bones, from the, like the beginning of earth mm-hmm. to today and how it's grown over time. Wow. And studied a lot of um, African tribal music and mm. just really, um, and ritualistic music wow. and how music is culture and culture is music and how we are all musical beings. That sounds fascinating. And you know, I'm just a history buff. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, we could talk about that for We could, we could. It's fun. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You have a degree in music though. Too, I do. Right? I do. A music education, violin uh-huh. performance and ethnomusicology. And, and a degree in psychology. And a degree in psychology, and I'm working on a doctorate in wow. psychology. It's going to be Dr. Lacey. Yes, very, eventually. Very, it's eventually. going slow. <laughs> You'll do it. I and will. you're doing some teaching these days, too, huh? I am. I yeah. teach at three different colleges, wow. um, a university and two uh, community colleges. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's wonderful. Uh, I kind of split my time between psychology and music. Hopefully, <laughs> one day, it's all just music. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, I think with your talent, it will be. You know, um, there's you're like me. There's not enough hours in the day yeah. <laughs> is there 
<laughs> I don't know how you have time to get out and play. Uh, and then I see a lot in the rounds and things, and you, you mm-hmm. keep very busy. So. I do, I do. Yeah. I'm very blessed. I'm getting busier and busier. Yeah. Um, so hopefully music literally just will be my one and only thing. I think so. so, yeah. When people start hearing what a great fiddle player you are in this town, everybody wants a good fiddle player. I hope band. so. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you have something in common with our good friend uh, Mark Allen Barnett. Mark uh, sometimes co-hosts the show, too, and he's been on the show so many times. Uh, Mark has a song where he says, uh, you don't choose music, music chooses you. And I've heard you say that music chose you. I absolutely one billion percent believe that because I don't know like where it came from. I just know I'm a vessel per Mm. se. Like when I play, when I sing, when I I, um, write music, I didn't choose it. Mm -hmm. It came to me. Mm. There's no other way to describe it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, my mom gave me like a, a what is it? A baby's baby grand piano when I was four, and then four years old. I was four. You started playing piano. Yes, and now piano and I broke up. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> we broke up. You still friends? Uh, we're 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 friends. <laughs> we're cordial. Uh, good, good. <laughs> uh, sometimes I I write on piano, but uh, but mm-hmm. then she gave me a toy violin the next year when I was five, wow. and that just was like I'm done with piano done you were just in love i was with lo- in love oh. with the with the violin and mm. trying to figure out like what i could do with it and i went into classical music and yes mm-hmm. have a classical degree mm-hmm. but my heart is in every other genre i mean i love classical music absolutely incredible one of the things i really admire about you you know we always talk about how i hate genres and, and you span them all I try. You can play I anything. Try. Yeah. Yeah. I say you were really into the hair metal bands and Yeah. <laughs> I, I did I did play in uh in heavy metal uh symphonies and bands and with my seven string fretted viper. I have a five string, I have a uh That five... is a cool violin. It's yeah. really Talk cool. Talk a little bit about that. So it's a like a flying V violin uh-huh. and I have a couple of them. I have a per, uh, blue one that's five strings and then I have a seven string one that's green. I call him Finny the Viper. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the um he is <laughs> That one is just, oh, it's the monster. It's incredible. Um, for people who don't know, know what the Viper is, it was created by Mark Wood, co-creator of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I've known I've known him for a long time. Have you really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played with him a few times. I um, he also does camps and stuff. So I like wow. got um, that's impressive. Yeah, I got them over to work with a group of kids that I I used to teach over in Texas. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that we've worked on together. But yeah. wow. the, the violin, oh, it's just been your it has a pickup on every single string, yeah. and it, it's just a beast. By the way, you can see it. there are videos if you look at Lacey yes. uh, Carpenter on um, YouTube. YouTube. You'll see yeah. some really good. I saw one of you doing "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Yes, and you and you know what the thing about Lacey? She is so, you are so dynamic on stage. You'll Aww. jump around and you'll dance, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know you're fun to watch. Thank yeah. you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that one's a good one because it was with the symphonic band, so we were doing classical music with "Devil Went Down to Georgia." And with my Viper, so they were playing, and there was actually no other strings there. Oh. There were just woodwinds and brass and percussion. You were the strings. I was the strings. And <laughs> oh, it was cool. fun. It was yeah. so much fun. And an opera singer was actually doing the the vocal portion of Devil Went Down to Georgia. So, I mean, wow. it was out of his comfort zone, but he did such a great job. Yeah, it and sounds great. He had fun. He had fun. It looked fun, you know. It was. I saw something too about Led Zeppelin yep. Orchestra or Symphony. What's yeah, I was with the Led Zeppelin Symphony again. Another thing that Mark Wood did, uh-huh. and we toured. We played um, oh, everything: ACDC, Beatles. Wow. 
We can go A, B, C, D, all the way up to to Z. (laughs) To Z, yes. Zeppelin. Uh, A, C, D, C to Zeppelin. There you go. Exactly. That's what we did. Bach and, you know, from everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we played some classical music turned into like heavy metal. And I was a soloist with that. Wow. Wow. Just had a great time. Yeah. I mean, I wore wild outfits. I had feathers (laughs) in my hair. I, you know. You weren't having any fun at all. Not, not at all. (laughs) Um, You know, I also read that in, that you like though, in your recorded music and the, and the stuff that you write, you like, like, that you like to stay true to country. I do. And bluegrass. I do. So, and yeah, you grew up my, in Texas, was it? Yeah. yeah. And you know, when you're in Texas, everybody had a oh, fiddle yeah. in the band, you know? Uh, you can play in Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I mean, I really try to stick true to, I guess, my heart and my soul and the stories uh-huh. that come from wherever I draw inspiration from, which is usually just people, mm-hmm. you know, and Absolutely. growing up in East Texas, you know, you, you hear these beautiful stories and I'll sing a couple of the ones that, I hope you, will. you know, that, yeah. um, that were drawn on other people's stories. Stuff that you've written. Right? Stuff, stuff that I've written, yeah. um, from poetry to, you know, just true love stories. Yeah. And, you know, that, I mean, I love story songs. I say the word story a lot because too. that's, what I feel like music should be, at least yeah. for me, maybe not other people, but in Nashville, it's about the song, right? It and is. The story songs seem to be the ones that that get a lot of attention, you know. Oh, I hope so. Hopes <laughs> yeah. that built me, things like that. Old yeah. red, you know. Old red. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yes. Your 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 uh, violin is old red, right? It is old. Well, it's it was old red. Now it's Stuart. You um, renamed it. Okay. <laughs> I renamed it because it was uh, Stuart Duncan's old fiddle. And well, yeah, it's sitting right now on our Duncan Fife uh, dining room table, which is every bit of part of this. <laughs> This podcast, and um, I was hoping you pick it up and, and just demonstrate a little bit. Sure. By the way, you were like, I read uh, Fiddle Champion, yes. uh, over like 500 contestants. Yes. Quickly, uh, t- quickly tell oh. us. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so there's t- two winners of uh-huh. like the World Championships. World Championship. World Fiddler. Championships, yes. In 2008, Gosh. and I know that was a, it seems like a long time ago. Uh, it was like a, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, a child. child. As a kid, you did this. I was a kid. Um, and I mean, I was a little older than a kid. Did I say prodigy? But... My God. That's amazing. <laughs> there, were, there were so many incredible fiddlers mm. at that particular World Championship. And there's two winners. There's the World Championship and People's World Championship. And I won People's. That means it, wow. I was voted upon uh-huh. by um, not just the judges, but the people who were there and other fiddlers. So oh. to me... Your peers. My peers. It means the most. means the most. And plus, the judges did get a little bit of a vote there. And you know, the thing about a, a fiddle contest is they can either range from three judges to five judges... And these particular judges, thankfully, I, I sort of semi-knew them. <laughs> and they knew me. They know I'm a, an interesting, different fiddler, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I have a tendency to move a lot when I fiddle. And I've even, like, knocked over the microphone. Um, <laughs> she does jump around. It's high energy. It is. You it's really very, feel it when you I play. I do. I do. I'm like, I can feel it right now. I, and I, I'm just really curious. How do they do a fiddle contest? You know, yeah, it's, it's it's not like devil goes down to Georgia. No, no, but, no. It's very traditional Texas style fiddling. So you, you choose the music, in- sort of. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a a breakdown, mm-hmm. and uh, or and a waltz, and then a tune of choice. Ah. So the breakdown could be something like um, Blackberry Blossom. Okay. So that's a sort of like a quote-unquote hoedown-esque. Okay. But that comes from the Celtic world. Okay. 
yeah. that has been brought over to America and then changed over eventually. You know, we talked about ethnomusicology is coming yeah. all the way from the Celtic countries, yeah. whether that's Ireland or Scotland or yeah. even you know Canada and England yeah. and uh, Nova yeah. Scotia and all the things like that yeah. come over to America. Mm-hmm. It's changing, even if it's in New York, and then it changes over to Texas when people are immigrating, and then it changes into something called Texas style. Mm, okay. And you have to have at least um, a guitarist and a bass player, yeah. or two guitars. I usually try to do two guitars and a bass. Gotcha. You have to have an accompaniment, mm-hmm. and you know you ask around if you don't already have it. You're like, hey, can you play this? And then you practice, mm-hmm. and then you go up on stage. And you do it. <laughs> and you do it. Wow. And then you have to have a waltz, so... Something slow. Mm-hmm. They started to do waltzes probably, mm, don't quote me on this, I don't know, um, a little bit after like the Texas style contest okay. were in, in like place because they were like, everybody can play fast. Can you play slow? Really? Yeah. Now I would think it'd be just the other way around. No, everybody's playing fast. Uh, They're yeah. like, okay, we know you can play fast. Can you slow it down uh-huh. and be calm? Oh, and waltzes, waltzes are my thing. Yeah, the feel, you <laughs> the have that feel. feel, yeah, and see. yeah, things like um, give us a little example. Waltz. Tell oh, us yeah, little, show us a little bit. Get uh, do you want Stuart something? There. Do you want something like faded love, or do you? Uh, give me, give us a little style of both. A little okay. a waltz, little fast. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like that, so we can Let's see. Um, Like something like Blackberry Blossom. That, oh, uh, that was just a little snippet just a of snippet it. snippet of it, yeah. But then we have, we can't play a show tune because that's like, um, we can't play like Boil Them Cabbage Down. That's oh, a show okay. tune. You can't play um, Cluck O'Hen. Those are all, you know, Gardenia you know, Waltz. Can't do that. It's funny, we were talking on my radio show today. Uh, we were talking about Hank uh, Ju- uh, Sr. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he recorded, uh, on this day in history, we're recording this in December. Uh, he had recorded uh, Love Sick Blues, Ooh, which yeah. at the time was a sh- show song. Mm-hmm. And they're all going, no, hey, no. you don't want to do a set- <laughs> show tone, tune. So, yeah. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. No, yeah. you're good. You're so good. And show we me did... a little bit of, yeah, like Faded Love. Yeah, let's do I Faded Love. love. Um, it wouldn't be, pro- you know, proper for a contest, but this is a good old, you know, being from Texas, Bob Wills is still a king. Uh, he's still ah, a king, right? Yeah. Ah, that's oh. right. You know, I think this is the first time we've had fiddle uh, here around the dining room table. It's wow, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm so glad to be the first, or maybe the second. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're the first. I believe you're the first. We've had mandolin, we've had bands, uh, uh, but I think the first fiddle, wow. it's, it's beautiful. What a beautiful instrument. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Musicologist, um, did, when did the twin fiddles start? Was that a Texas thing, too? That is a bluegrass That's thing. a bluegrass That's thing. that high and lonesome sound. Really? Yes. Okay, did they play in octaves then when they did that? It's always so beautiful. So it would be, um, it wouldn't be just octaves, so it's going to be more like the, the fifths or the thirds. Oh, okay, so, so it harmonizes. Yeah, it harmonizes because it's more like the voice. Okay. So if we're going to have a three-part harmony in vocals, right. then you want it in, you want it in your instruments Wow. as well. And Very interesting. It was, it was actually, created by I guess created by Roscoe Holcomb mm. he was a banjo player and he had this if you think about um, not just Roscoe Holcomb but if you think about um, 
Oh, goodness. The father of bluegrass. Um, A.P. Carter? <laughs> oh, Jimmy Rogers? <laughs> no. <laughs> In my brain, it just went poof. Um, father? Father of Bluegrass. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Bill Monroe. Bill Monroe. Thank you. Okay, wow, I sorry. see him in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. um, lost the name. I'm terrible with names, but yes. Uh-huh. And you, you hear him and you he has this really high vo- voice. Yeah, high and, and lonesome sound. High yeah. and lonesome sound. And yeah. everybody comes around him and starts doing the lower, um, oc- you know, the yeah. third and the fifth, you know, lower. Sometimes there's a seventh above him. Yeah. And oh, that's, gosh. that's where that's the high and lonesome sound started. Wow. It can also be where, like, if you go to old hymnals mm-hmm. and you see there's not five, you know, lines on the staff, there's just four and three spaces. So then they had these shape notes. Mm, okay. So that's also where it came from. I just talked about shape singing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I got another fiddle question. Okay. Before you put that thing down. Yeah. Now, you talked about the Viper with seven mm-hmm. strings, yes. and, and fiddles have four. Four. Right? So tell me, what do they do with the other three strings? How so, does... yeah, our lowest string on right here uh, is the G. The G, okay. Right? And then we go down to an F, mm-hmm. or a B flat, actually, to an F. So okay. that's as low as it possibly can go. Okay. And and then we have a, a C an F and a B flat. Okay. So the the C, the next one. And the mandolins tune the same way, right? Yes, yeah, the mandolins okay. tune the yeah. same way, but of course it's doubled. It's doubled. Yeah. It's doubled, which yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring my mandolin. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have the E, A, D, G. Our next would be like a viola, so it'd be so a C. So it goes down. You're, you're going lower. It's going lower. Ah. And you can go as low past as low lower than a bass. Ah. No kidding. So it just gives you more to work with, right? More to work with. More tools in the yes. in the toolbox. Yeah. <laughs> and mine it. is fretted. So and you play on top of the fret, unlike a guitar, you play on top of the fret. Now that that's what there that just opens up a whole new can mm-hmm. of work. So you play on top of on the fret. On top of the fret. And a it's guitar not, you play between the frets. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like where Oh, you know how they're raised, you know, yeah. more so on the guitar. These right. aren't as raised. They're flatter. They're a little bit flatter. Now you can also get them shaved more. It really depends. You can get uh-huh. them custom. Mine yeah. was uh, Mark's old, you know, Viper. So he just passed yeah. it on to me. Wow. But Dang. this wow. one, you know, you can get them shaved all the way down. You can just get the lines if you want. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's really just up to I you. I never could understand how fiddle players could figure out where to put their fingers with there's no frets there. How do you know where Your ear. By <laughs> ear. By ear. See that? Yeah. We had to go through something, those of you who have gone through um, music school or even just like one semester of like aural school, we have to go through aural skills. A-U-R. Ah. <laughs> R-O skills, where we have to listen to something and write it down. I got you. So you could hear a note and go, that's a G. Pretty that's much. A <laughs> Love it. It's, it's you know. It, Perfect pitch. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. It was tough. Very, very interesting. <laughs> to me. Very interesting to me. Fretted. Fretted. Unfretted. I know a lot of people are playing unfretted basses now. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's cool to see. Well, neat. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> Changing up on you right now. Thank you for being here. No, you're good. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Guitar. When did you pick that up? Ooh. You played fiddle. Piano was your first. Piano was my first. Then then fiddle um, or violin. (laughs) I'm doing air quotes. Classical music. Um, Classical music. And then 15, I started fiddling Uh because I was 
slightly bored with classical music mm. um and then my mom was like you really need to start doing other genres of music i was like Is that, that's a sin uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i once i drew my bow across playing you know uh i played cotton eye joe there was a cotton eye joe yeah. i was like i'm this is it. This is this That's is who true. I am. Uh-huh. And then I started playing the guitar when I was in college the first time. And mm. and I was going, I just I cannot figure it out. And it took me two years to figure out. Really? I was going, what in the world? And you know how I started to learn? I took private lessons. Yes. Nothing was working. Mm-hmm. I got a DVD. Really? And he... How to? How to. DVD. Put it on, put it on my laptop in <clears throat> my dorm room. And wow, I was like, oh, I can play the, this, the C chord. Awesome. Mm-hmm. G and A minor. And then I started to learn a Dolly Parton song. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. I can, I can do this with hardly any chords. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I just stuck with was three chords Isn't the whole time. You say that's all you need. Right? Yeah. That and the truth. That and the truth. <laughs> and, and then eventually I worked at a, a place called the Gladewater Opry. For, it was the longest running Opry in the state of Texas. And there were some videos of that. Yes, yeah. there are uh, on, on YouTube. YouTube. And I worked with them for almost 10 years. And that's where I, I learned to really hone in on my skills. Not just uh, guitar or songwriting or singing, but really performing. Mm-hmm. And uh, just getting myself more out there on a stage. And it was every Saturday night. And it was it's where you'll earn your chops. I really mm-hmm. think doing it live, learning how to handle yourself in front of an, an yes, audience. Yes, yeah. And we did. We had a good following. And then I just, I, my heart was going. I, I gotta go bigger. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I was teaching. And I was teaching. I was going. You know, I'm telling my students that they need to follow their dreams. And here I am, yeah. not following my yeah. dreams. Yeah. Right. Yes, I'm I getting to you. play a little bit, but I'm you know. not following my dreams. But yeah, to go back to the guitar thing is when I was in college. It was about junior year of college, and then it just sort of like, <laughs> you know, <That's laughs> blew great. up. And what brought you to Nashville? Music. 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 I. I was. I was playing on a yacht. In Florida, wow! And this this woman who she she hired me to play two songs. That's it. Two songs. Two songs on a yacht. On a yacht in Florida oh, wow. in January. Great work if you can get it. <laughs> and I I hadn't played yet, but I was on. I guess I don't know. I, I wasn't inside the yacht. I was outside the <laughs> yacht. I don't know how on to veranda. Uh, the veranda. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been on a yacht once. Um, and I was just looking around and I had my fiddle in my hand. I hadn't played yet. And I went, this is what I should be doing wow. right now. This yeah, is the what, epiphany. Yes. And I called my mom and I said, I'm quitting my job and I'm moving to Nashville. You coming? And yeah, <laughs> I finally got her out here. Yeah, um, you did. But she's a wonderful person. Oh, she's awesome. Enjoy yes. talking to her and meeting her. Yeah, yeah. thank you. She's yeah. she's incredible. I'm glad she's here now. Hi, um, mom. <laughs> yeah, hi, mom. Um, and she went as long as you can figure it out monetarily. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, but I will. We're gonna make it work, and we're gonna make it work. Yeah. And I resigned from my job. I continued through the the end of the semester. Of course, it was the mm. it was May. You know, by that time and. 
put in my resignation and found a place to to live and mm-hmm. bing bang boom bing bang boom july 4th i ah, moved <laughs> wow up here how long ago now how long have you been here it'll be seven years Ju- seven this years. coming uh july 4th wow so six and a half ish oh, very yeah. good yeah and you've made a name in your uh, for yourself in this town um pick up that guitar okay. and let's talk about songwriting you have a passion for songwriting i do i do yeah when did that start for you writing started just writing in general started mm-hmm. far before violin. Really? really. No and kidding. I've been writing and writing and I love poetry and stories and scripts and books uh, and all the things. Mm-hmm. And and I am that's another thing. I'm a published author and and I have a couple well, a couple of books out there and I need to get my pup my my poetry pu- published, but songwriting started I don't started with poetry. Started with poetry. Started with poetry. Mm-hmm. I was about eight or nine. Good place to start, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was about eight or nine when I started writing poetry and stories, and I was going, but I, I, I want to figure out how I can, how I can put it to music. Yeah. And I really didn't know much about it because you know, growing up in East Texas, great and in, incredible place. Mm-hmm. There's not like there wasn't a songwriting teacher at the time. I think yeah. there is now, but that you know, mm-hmm. and I was going, but there's just you know, there yeah. wasn't access to a lot of that stuff, and thankfully. They're doing more and more of that um, today yeah. in the East Texas area. Yay! NSAI uh, out there yet? National? No, okay. unfortunately. But they do have like tennis, uh, the Texas Songwriters sure. U. They have some really good, good. Um, good teachers and good, you know, just advocates for for Texas music, especially good. in the Austin area. Uh, of yeah. course, you big know, time big time. It's yeah. more red dirt, but that's. I mean, they have their flair. I love mm-hmm. it. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I try to figure it out. My way, uh-huh. you know, because my my heart at the time when I was eight or nine years old was with Tom Waits. Oh, really? Yeah, Love Tom Waits. <laughs> my favorite song was "Shiver Me Timbers." Oh my! And but but it wasn't by him. Um, I mean, written by him, but not his version. But it was by Bette Midler. Oh yeah, and I love Bette Midler. <laughs> oh, and I love Alison Krauss, and I love all those people. And I also hear you love Burt Bacharach. At a very young age, you saw him, and he really influenced you. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, there's a there's a story with that. I was nine years old, and my mom had gotten me tickets or gotten us tickets to see Burt Bacharach mm-hmm. at the Cowan Center, and that that place is very special to me. And he was playing. I don't even remember the song <laughs> he was playing, but I remember what I did, and I screamed out, "I'm gonna be you when I grow up." <laughs> And he didn't stop his show or anything. He did, you know, I think he might have waved at me. <laughs> he was like, okay, kid. Um, but people around me, round looked around and moved around, um, moved away from this weird kid who was screaming that they're going to be like Burt Bacharach. Uh, oh, you're showing him now. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, um, almost. I'm so close. No. Um, but. That's where I fell in love with songwriting, really? is with, with Burt Bacharach. That guy's a great songwriter. I mean, so, I mean was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was still writing and, you know, getting, you know, getting his stuff recorded at 94 years old, yeah. right, by, right before he passed. It's some of the most beautiful melodies that we have oh, today man. came Just out of that guy. Incredible. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, going forward, I, I wrote a book, I co-wrote a book called Profile of a Hit Songwriter. Really? And... 
It's published by Hal Leonard, so you can you can look it up. Look it up, please. Good. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Great. Um, it has interviews of big time hit songwriters from pop to country to jazz, wow. you name it, and producer producers of yesteryear and today. And I've got to get this book. Yes, and Burt Bacharach said yes to a phone interview, and you talked to him, and I talked to him. Wow. <laughs> I got to interview Burt Bacharach, so that's like a highlight of like my life, my career. And Definitely going to read this book. Tell me again. A profile of a hit songwriter. Profile of a hit songwriter. It's a psychological take on hit songwriting and like really what it takes. But it really, even if you're not into songwriting, but you're a musician or, you know what, you're in the music business or just, you know, if you want to read about really cool people in the industry, get the book. And you can see what it takes to do, make it in any business. So what really. does it take? I mean, uh, well, I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. <laughs> Give us a taste. I this is the songwriter connection. So it it's is, very important. I have to. I have there to is you. one specific thing that tied everyone together. Cool. I'll just go ahead. And, you, you'll can you'll gather it if you read it. Mm-hmm. But it's faith. 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 Some sort of faith. It doesn't have to be a specific faith. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, God or um, some form of divine entity, entity the, the earth goddess, I don't care. It was some form of faith. Mm. Whether it was faith in a spiritual being or faith in just yourself. Mm-hmm. It all came back to faith. Wow. Very going, interesting. Whoa. You know. Very interesting. And from Burt Bacharach to Ted Perlman to Becky Buller from... And, and a lot of that too is faith in yourself as well. Exactly. You, know, you can do this. So you, you talked about being the vessel and that it comes mm-hmm. to you inside. And I've heard a lot of songwriters say that. There's this uh, creative universe out there that just opens up and and you to it. And, I, and to me, and some have called it the Akashic Record, but to me, I think what happens in the music industry is... Um, a lot of times people will have the same ideas. They'll get the same uh, flow. You know what I mean? They're on the same channel, if you will. Uh, and I think that sometimes that's why that happens. Not so much that people are stealing from other people, but they're getting that same kind of uh, spiritual flow. You know? Oh, absolutely. I don't think anybody goes out there. I mean, there might be one or two people you know, yeah. that go out there and like, oh, that's good. I'm going to take it. Yeah. But I think really they're inspired by it. Yeah. You know, you think about, oh, Wagner, and then we think about Star Wars. Uh Well, they sound a lot alike. (laughs) You know, if you want to just, you know, check out Wagner's music and then think about um, Star Wars, the theme, the main theme, whoa, they sound an awful lot alike. I don't think anybody was plagiarism, you know, plagiarizing or stealing. I think they were just inspired by it. Yeah. And I mean, that's okay. Wouldn't you like to study that sometime? You oh know, yeah, and really see you know about that inspiration, how it, how it works, and oh absolutely, and can anybody tap into it? Is there do you now to, to get into the mood to write? Is there any rituals or things that you do to kind of tap in, or what do you do? It really sometimes it just hits me upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> that's me sometimes. And, you know, yeah. and that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm, I really just need to sit down and write, and I'm going, nothing's happening. What's yeah. happening? I, I go into a dark room, mm-hmm. pitch black. As yeah. black as it possibly, you know, as dark as it possibly can be, and I turn on my amplifier and let it buzz, and I stare at the little light. Mm. And I get in, and because it's so dark in the room, and there's only this one light, and you hear the zzz, you mm-hmm. know, of the electric, you know, of that amplifier, it gets you into a very dark, you know, 
mood, not mm-hmm. necessarily mood, but like a mode almost. Mood. Almost mesmerizing. It is. Yeah. It is. And you hear that, just that drone mm. and you're going, okay, what can I draw out of myself? Yeah. Because it needs to be from the deepest part of you, right. the very core of you. And sometimes nothing comes from it and yeah. it's okay. But you, I'm, I write no matter what I'm yeah. writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. I think that's important. And it might not be anything. But one word mm-hmm. might turn into something the next day. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Driving so. really helps. Driving helps me too. Yeah. yeah. Drone of that, the wheels or the engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that same thing with that hum that you talked exactly. about. Exactly. It's that drone. That drone, yeah. That drone. And just being around other people, other songwriters. Oh, I think Other that's songwriter rounds so are important. In, very yeah. inspiring. I go to the rounds I like to watch. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I, like I get there it. early and I stay late. That's why like, I post on Facebook or uh, yeah. social media. I'm like, come early, stay late. Exactly. Because Learn. you're going to be so inspired. Yeah. Absolutely. Inspiration. Well, we've talked a lot. I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to hear some of these Lacey songs. Fantastic. All right. Don't go away. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. I'm totally enjoying uh, talking with Lacey Carpenter, our guest today on the Songwriter Connection podcast. By the way, if you're listening on YouTube, hey, you know, um, click and, and subscribe, if you would, so you don't ever miss an episode. I know we're not a video podcast as of yet, still still, in, still talking about it, but I, you know, I'm a radio guy, so nobody needs to see my face. <laughs> But anyway, uh, like and subscribe, if you will, because it does help us. It does help us. We're uh, now over 500,000 worldwide streams, and uh, that's all because of you spreading the word, and I appreciate that very much. Lacey, you have written four number one songs. I have. have. Tell me about those. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so (laughs) two two of them are very, very pop. 
Pop. And pop, pop. There you go. Ooh, pop. Spanning the genres. Yes. Love and it. then the other two are sort of like pop gospel. Pop gospel. And even though I don't really put them in gospel realm, I think they can be um, more inspirational. Gotcha. Um, for the, so the first two were done by a girl. She's originally from Ireland, actually. Oh, wow. And she lives in um, L.A., in the area. She moved to Nashville. She's back and forth. But her name is Josie. J-O-Z, capital Z, I E, and she's fantastic. Pitched the, these two songs to her. I wrote the lyrics to them. They're co-writes, mm-hmm. and uh, one's called "My Lucky Song." <laughs> there's ah. a, there's a story behind that. Um, it was right after you know the world shut down. And COVID song. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a COVID song song. And I was going to my first gig after the world like reopened. Mm-hmm. And it was here, of course, here in Nashville. And I had heard throughout the day three times my personal lucky song, which happens to be Tiny Dancer by Elton John. How about that? <laughs> when yeah. I hear that song, good things happen. Yeah. So that day I had heard it three times. So if you listen to this song, now it is a very pop. Wow. It sounds very European because she is European. Yeah. And so it's this, heard my song three times today, new good luck would come my way. Wow. And I, that's literally the first thing that I was like, I wrote down. That's cool. And I, I texted a, a, you know, a, a writer um, and I was like, oh, this would be an idea. And we sort of put it together. And then the other one was called Perfect Enough. Mm-hmm. And this idea that when we look in the mirror, we see that we are perfect. Yeah. And we don't have to be perfect. We're just enough. Um, The other two, now these are what I I claim to fame, you know, World of Hope. And that was by uh, Billy Gaines. Mm -hmm. I also wrote the lyrics to that one. And Billy Gaines, um, that was his second one that he'd uh, done by me. But the first one, this is the one that I love. I love, love, love is There Will Come a Day. Wow. And I was, oh, Ukraine was really, you know, all that yeah. going on was really weighing, like weighing me down. And yeah. I didn't really know what was going on, but there, I was like, it's a song is a Bruin, a strong is a Bruin. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. And I, I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning. Really? And I just, I had all these words, you know, and I, I typed them up on my phone while I was in bed. <laughs> and by 5.30, I had this song. And I was going, I, and then I didn't believe that I wrote it. So I called my mom and I was like, I'm going to send you some lyrics and you're going to tell me if I wrote this or not, because I don't so know. like half asleep? Or- I was half asleep wow. and sometimes I don't trust myself. And I was like, this is too good. Yeah. This is way too good. Did I write this? Um, oh and within a la- less than three weeks, we that had vessel it. vessel thing. Yeah, yeah, that vessel thing. Yeah. And within three weeks, we had it in a... Uh, in a production and Billy Gaines wow. um, who's who's an incredible vocalist he, you know, here in Nashville and these uh, are out there folks can look him up they, oh yeah Billy yeah. Gaines yeah okay. he's out there he performs a lot he's mainly like gospel pop mm-hmm. um, but this is inspirational I find Great. it more inspirational and that is that is the one song I mean it, they all went to number one but that one stayed number one for four weeks did it really it did nice and congratulations thank you those That's are good. just wow yeah. you know yeah. uh, the other two you know by Josie they're fun they're fun especially for kids they're good danceable songs for kids um, mm-hmm. good exercise songs really <laughs> they're wow. really good you know very cool um, but the other two those are like wow where did they come from thankfully <laughs> you know I know where they come from for me it's God, yeah. you know, but I'm a vessel. 
Yeah. You know, it could be the earth goddess, you know, <laughs> we're well, all I care. Let's open up that vessel and hear a song from Lacey Carpenter. All right. Today. What do you got? Story well, behind it too. Let's, let's do this one. I'm inspired by Bruce Springsteen. So. Oh, he's always been one of my favorites. I too. love him. Well, my favorite, one of my favorite songs is called Jungle Land. Oh yeah. So love this is that. about a mixtape. Good. First kissing that summer wind Baby, all on my skin Strawberry wine, oh, you look fine You smelled of old spice Send me straight to paradise In that great 68 Chevrolet And I hope every August You still remember me You were my Heartbreak Remedy You were the only one That was ever worth Falling for With the radio Blasting Spark Holding hands, singing to our favorite band. We were kids in Jungle Land. Kids in Jungle Land. You love your Marlboro smokes. We were both flat broke. We lived on caffeine and gasoline. We found coins in Coke machines, threw them in lakes that held our dreams. We were just a rude 66 flame. And I hope every August you still remember me. You were my heartbreak remedy. Was ever worth falling for with the radio blasting sparks of magic, holding hands, singing to our favorite band. We were kids, we were kids, we were kids in Jungle Land. Kids in Jungle Land. Singing to our favorite band We were kids, 
Slayer Springsteen mixtape. Kids in Jungle Land. That's nice. Uh, that was me. <laughs> that was my song. <laughs> I was kid in Jungle Land. Love Springsteen. Oh, and, and most of the time. Incredible. Mine was either a Ford or a Dodge, but yeah. that's what we had going, you know, and yeah. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So yeah, that, that hits. Oh, I think as a yeah. songwriter, when people say that to you, that was, that was my life there. Yeah. And that, that, that just, that yeah. really just makes, makes my day. <laughs> One of those <laughs> payday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes you, I mean, you think, you think, oh, I wish I could make money off of this or I wish I could do this. But then. When you have someone say that, another yeah. plus another songwriter say say that, no. you know, someone yeah. in the entertainment industry, you're like, that's yes. my life. Okay, that's that's more than a paycheck. Yes. Can I pay my rent with it? No, but that makes me want to write more. Doesn't it? It does inspire you to write You know, more. it does. And it, you're like, oh. I had me last night in the round I was in. Um, I had a legend songwriter who said, man, I, I love the stuff that you write. Oh. And, you, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you said that to me? I know. You're talking to me? <laughs> Somebody behind me, right? Uh, so yeah, it is. That's payday. Yeah. It is. It is payday. It's, it's validation for what for what you absolutely. Do. Yeah. I was playing over at Donna Chapel's um, jam. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard a lot about her. I've never been. I'm not, wow, yeah. wow. Like I mean, the, she's a legend right there. Yeah. You know, been singing with Tammy Tammy Wynette she, since yeah. she was fourteen years old. Right. And she comes up to me and she goes, "You're a pro." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, right." <laughs> me? You are. are you sure? <laughs> no, yeah, but you and are. wow. Absolutely. I mean, again, I knew for the first time I heard you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Do you do a lot of co-writing? I do a lot. I do Uh a lot of Uh co-writing. Did you in Texas or? Not really Not until you came here, right? Not until I came here. It's a Nashville thing. It is. It's really nice. And, you know, the first time I ever co-wrote was with a a friend of mine, Becky Buller. Mm -hmm. She's in the bluegrass realm. So if you don't know her, definitely check her out. Uh, We performed a few times together. Yeah, known her about ten years. We wrote a song. Um, well, it was a story song. It came mm-hmm. from a dream, and it was called. Wow. Um, I got one of those. Too. Yeah, my dream. Yeah, it's called. Awesome. Yeah, it was called "Man of the Ranch." Wow. And we've been pitching it. We're full. Sounds like something for Yellowstone to me. That would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they don't. People are like, oh, but a girl singing it. But I was like, you never know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> at the time, but I would. I mean. If Daly and Vincent's, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I would love for them to sing it. Any, you know, I'd love. We'd love to get that one cut. But that's a beautiful, folky bluegrass. It could be any genre, yeah. and it's a story song. Yeah. You know, it's a sad one. It's a sad it? one. Um, yeah. It's about a young boy about fourteen who lost his dad, and mm. he's sitting. He's sitting sitting under this oak tree, and he's watching his mom. You know, basically bury his father, his her mm. wife, her husband. Mm. And she is pregnant. Oh. And so he's he's trying to figure out what to do and how to become this man of the ranch because he knew, you know, his dad knew that he was dying and he p- said, you're now the man of the ranch. And now you set it up so perfectly. Can you play it? Oh, no. <laughs> no? See, I always do this. I always get myself I haven't even this. I haven't even played it in a long time. But um, is it out there we can hear it? No, it's not. Doggone it. I one know. Of these days you I know. When I do owe you that song. <laughs> I do. You know what? When we're, hear it now. When, when we're playing the next time together. Okay. We got a round coming up. We got okay. a round coming yeah. up, and I'll play it then. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We'll play us something else. Play us something else. Tell us oh, another my story. Goodness. Oh. Tell me a story. Now you see. I'll tell you a story. Okay, so grew up in East Texas. You know that. East Texas. Tyler, yeah, Texas. Tyler, right? Texas. Yeah. Home of the Roses. Yeah. And I used to go, you know, every single um, 
well, Saturday, well, it was Friday. It was Friday nights from coming home from college. I, I, go, I went to Stephen F. Austin, go Lumberjacks and Nacogdoches. <laughs> um, I was a Lady Jack, so Axum Jacks. All um, right. There you go. <laughs> I bleed purple. Um, but every Friday, they were, there was a jam. And my mom, I didn't have a car because why? I didn't need one. Mm-hmm. And my mom would pick me up on Fridays and I'd go to this jam in Sackle, Texas. Now you think, where's Sackle, Texas? Well, that's just yeah. Lucas backwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there was one in Recklaw too. And that's just Walker backwards because they're brothers. And oh, there was yeah. already call- something called Walker, Texas and Lucas, Texas. So they just switched them over to Sackle There's and Recklaw. Te- Texas education. Texas right education. Yeah. Um, and I it's would a jam. whole other country. It is a whole other country. <laughs> and I would jam with some of the greatest musicians ever. And that's, and that's how I started how you get to learn. Better, right? That's how I learned. Yeah. Really. I mean, I was going from classical music school all week and I was going, <sighs> you know, except, but I have stick it to the man syndrome. So I had to figure <laughs> it out. And <laughs> so I did graduate awesome. with that degree. But then I would go every Friday night and I would jam. And sometimes they'd have jams in other cities like Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I found, I found this man who's an older gentleman. And, I'd, and, I, and when I say older gentleman, one, I was, you know, 19 or something like that when, when this happened. But he was definitely 80 plus. Ah. And he was sit, sitting under a tree. Here we go with the sitting under the tree again. <laughs> and he was drinking a, a glass of wine, <laughs> interestingly mm. enough. And he was singing. Wow. But he was singing Amazing Grace. And I was going, uh, my my curiosity peaked. And I was going, hmm, what in the world? And so little Lacey over here is walking toward him. And I want to know why he's singing Amazing Grace under a tree drinking wine. <laughs> I mean, can't you picture that? Yeah. And um, I, that, me- that memory is just right there in my brain. And I had to do a gig here. Um, in Nashville called uh, Songs of the Spirit with Richard Trest, and it was over at a church. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Um, and uh, I was like, I'm going to have to write a song. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to write new songs for this because I don't have a lot of spiritual songs that I personally sing. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling. I was going, I don't know what I'm going to write. I don't know what I'm going to sing. I have no idea. So I started to think like dig into my brain about memories and this memory came up and that's how I wrote this next right. song. Anxious to hear. What's it called? It's called Amazing Grace, Feed My Faith. Oh, yeah. I like that rhyme. My, <laughs> Thank you. I feed my face, feed my faith. Yes, not my face. <laughs> I love it. There was an old man sitting beside me singing Amazing Grace. He didn't even look at me, just kept a smile upon his face. I asked him what he was thinking while singing that lovely hymn. If I turned to me and said, life's a wonderful film. And I picture my wife, she was born in June. Oh, how she loved that song, she even sang to the moon. I still see her singing in the light of the stars She'd feed my faith with amazing grace We were out in East Texas where the roses grow so nice 
He told me of a better time Then took a swig of his wine He said I went through war But losing her was worse How I get through my days Is singing a lovely verse And I picture my wife She was born in June Oh how she loved that song She even sang to the moon I still see her singing in the light of the stars She'd feed my faith with amazing grace Now picture my wife, she was born in June Oh how she loved that song, she even sang to the moon I still see her singing in the light all the stars she'd feed my faith with amazing grace now every time I have a bad day I think of that old man singing amazing grace how he fed my faith with amazing grace Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Amazing. I love it. Thank you. Thank Amazing you. grace. Thank Amazing you. song. Thank yeah. you. I've totally enjoyed our conversation. Oh, me um, too. I'm just reading some more of these things. The winner of 12 East Texas Music Awards. Yes, 12. 12. In, including uh, Fiddler of the Year. Uh, 2012 through 14, and then again in 16 and 17, and in 15. Uh, and then you were uh, fiddle champ, world mm-hmm. ch- champion fiddle champ at a quite a young age. Very yeah. accomplished musician, author, uh, songwriter, and such valuable information today. Oh, thank you. I think we could do another hour easily. I so you're easily. Gonna, you're going to have to come back. <laughs> I, I will. Usually we thank make room you. for four songs on, on, on this, and we just... Had a wonderful conversation. We did. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Thank yes. you. And same here. And I hope you at home did as well. And I hope that you'll join us next week for more of the Songwriter Connection podcast. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.